Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 30 of Another Woodshop Podcast. And I'm going to start by asking you the same question every single social media platform has, has been asking you for the last two weeks. Are you registered to vote? <laughs> Seriously, it's getting real annoying. Yeah, it's getting a little I'll clear yeah. it out yes. and it'll pop up the next time I log yeah. in. Yeah, I voted. Relax. Can I just say yes and they save it? Just, I feel like that's an option like, they can yeah, give us. Yeah, come on. What is, uh, what, what's this voting you're talking about? I've never heard of it. Uh, uh, the Omaha, blissful state of Omaha. State of Omaha. America. Whatever. The state of Omaha. <laughs> it's like its own country. To, yeah. Man, you're not going to pass the citizenship <laughs> test there, Pete. Um, <laughs> I got it by default off my parents. Hey, oh, loophole. <laughs> oh, loophole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, listen, uh, we need to be... Very serious right now, and there's no mm-hmm. time for jokes for the next three to seven minutes. Impossible. So, Dan, don't cut one loose on the show. <laughs> That's only pre-show. No, hey. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you keep it clean for the real show. Um, hey, our sponsor this week, it's the patrons. We it's don't have a sponsor guys. this week. I mean, they, we do. It's the patrons, but there's no like brand sponsoring this week. And, uh, you know, we're just really thankful for you guys. So thank you so yeah. much for sponsoring the show. We really do appreciate it. Um, I probably should have brought up some information that I was about to read first before I started talking, but I didn't. So now I'm stalling and uh, it's not working very good because this page isn't loading. <laughs> well, you'll know the page, but I'll say that, hey, the, the, the sponsors are great, but in reality, the reason we do it is you guys. So yeah, that's true. Thank you for being awesome patrons. You guys are helping yep. us actually do this show every week and yep. we appreciate all of you. And, yeah, uh, we're really, really appreciative Mike, of it, like very much. Mike, I'm running out of appreciation. Is your page? Loading? I know. I don't know what's going on with patrons' Patreon's <laughs> website. It's really, are really, all, really. Are you nervous? <laughs> um, anyway, really but hey, we have some. We got a few new patrons this week. It's literally still not loading. I don't know how this is possible. Um, but really, huge thank you to all our new patrons this week, which is Sean Marks. <clears throat> we got Nathan Logsden. We got Ken Rober. Oh, excuse me, Ken Robertson. <laughs> I could read the rest of his name. That'd be nice. And then uh, Gavin Cat. So thank you to the four new patrons this week. Really, really, really do a page, uh, appreciate it so much. Oh, gosh. The Makers 46 is kicked in big We time. have been drinking. <laughs> yeah, did we get a few drinks? So Did you get Abel Dominguez? Did we get him last week? Pretty sure he was last week. But if I didn't, you know Abel what? Dominguez. Abel Dominguez, thank you. Let's yeah. give him another yeah. another shout out. You know what? Give I'm going to read the whole list. Let's go. Here comes yeah, Ooh, go. all of them. No, all, yeah. all 12. Go grab me some drinks. All 12. Um, hey, but no, seriously, big thank you to the uh, patrons. We really Huge do appreciate thanks. it very, very much. So um, thank you. That's all I really have to yeah. say about that. I mean, we're going to jump right into the show. I think this week, um, I think, is there any other stuff we want to talk about? Oh, wait, nope. uh, next week we're going to be all together and it's going to be exciting. Oh, you know we're going to record that's together. That's really good. We should actually bring that up. And yeah, kind of I know, I know we all, we're going to talk about it on a bench, but I think this is perfect time to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, next week we got the maker meetup. I mean, you guys are flying out to my house. We, yeah, we discussed it in awesome. the pre-show, but you know, we got kind of a, it's going to be a good time. I'm really, really looking forward to you guys coming out yeah. like a lot. It's going to be. Nothing gets my meetup like a meetup. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the God. line? That yeah, was a pre-show yeah. joke, not a not a show joke. It was clean. Um, it was clean. 
I don't, <laughs> it was not. I don't know what just happened. I, I don't know. I am so stoked for next week. I'm so no, excited. It really is oh going to be God. super fun. I'm I can't so wait to excited. have you guys out there. Get the. It's cooling down. Next week, the temperature is going to be like a high of 72. I'm so stoked on that. I'm just really pumped on like cold temperatures, fire pit, hanging out with you guys. It's going to be a really good time. And then the maker meetup is going to be sick. I cannot oh, wait for that. That's going to be seriously, crazy going. It, everyone is going seriously though. I know this is like a bummer, but wear a mask. Seriously, wear a mask. Yeah, um, well, safety we're gonna, first. Yeah, I mean, we just got it. You got to do it. But um, it's going to be really great seeing everyone. Um, it's just going. I'm just really looking forward to next week. So okay, can I just um, say something? No, Dan. It, it uh, I think, blows my <laughs> mind. No, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it so blows good. my mind. Like our patrons are great, and the community is amazing. And the fact that there's people actually getting on a plane to come <laughs> hang out with us for the day. There's it. like upwards of two people getting on a plane to come hang it's, out with us. It's mind-bottling. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion over this. Mind-bottling? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, I know there's – I know Adam's coming out. Adam's custom builds. He's flying out. Um, oh, wow. Cool. Eric Yoakum is – yeah, Ty HGC is he's out. flying yeah, out. He's coming out. Eric Yoakum's driving out. Um, I don't know who else. That's it. Three, but that's still pretty incredible. I mean, uh, there might be others if if we don't know about them. Please tell us you're coming, yeah. and we'll. Uh, I'm coming from Nebraska. Right. That was. Well, yeah. <laughs> isn't that funny how this came together? We were just kind of like you guys were going to come out and hang out and just have a good time, and now it became like a maker meetup. That's like a pretty meetup. funny. Pretty cool. Um. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good time. Really looking forward to that. So I'm just really I, looking forward to, I, I just can't wait to help my best friend run plumbing. I know I Dan feels the same. Dan feels the same. <laughs> Dan too, legit so. is super bummed out that there's any work involved, <laughs> but I know that Pete, you'll have a good time. So I will. Um, I was listening to one of the episodes and Dan was like, please get that done before I come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, not, that doesn't sound like me at all. I don't know what you're talking 28.3, about. 28.3, 10 minutes in. He, that that time stamp might be wrong. But. <laughs> you know what's cool though in my shop though there's sp- I mean there's music in both sides. We can ha- it's going to be a good time hanging out in the shop. It's going to be so good. It's going to be nice and cool. I'll be able to wear a flannel again. I'm so excited about wearing flannels. I'm going to get my Uggs on. Get some PSL. It's going to be amazing. PSL <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they drink out there. I thought you said DSL, and I was like, oh, no. well, that sounds... Yeah, we very, that's something very internet. slow internet out here. Um, <laughs> no, it's going to be a really good time. I'm really looking forward to it. So, But without further ado, I think we should jump into a little segment that's a cornerstone of our show called What's on My Bench. What's, What's on, on My Bench? Nope. You're fired. Nope. That wasn't me. That wasn't Let's me. Let's go to the end of the show. <laughs> you know what? And since Pete sung that, Dan, what's on your bench? You guys, you guys will never believe what happened. I'm so pumped. I've been waiting for this day. I delivered. Grow the beard out. (laughs) Don't. Don't take away my sunshine. Don't take don't take this from him, Pete. Come Please, on. No. What are, this God, God. He's I'm worked nine months to get to this point. <laughs> I delivered the walnut a desk, baby. you guys. You did it. Did you did you see did. my it, was that not a mammoth thing? Like it, it was a it was room. Big. It was big. I am so he delivered their new bed, their new bunk bed. Oh my to them. god. <laughs> It is so massive. I am so pumped on that. And they were so, so, so happy. Yeah, they look happy. I was in fact on your on your post I said as long as the customers look happy, 
she made, oh, went out of her way to say we are very happy. She so, like went you. to town on all the comments there. Like <clears throat> I saw that really? I saw that she, she was commenting replied on to a lot of people. They're very 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 excited. Uh, that's cool. And cool. excited in fact that they want me to build like a bunch of other things. So we we're in talks and uh, yeah things are good. That's, are those normal it, it, size? It was, no, actually no. Oh, no. it, nothing will be normal size with these folks. But you've got some you've got some better tools this time. I do around. have better tools. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited about I'm excited about the future, you guys. It's things are looking great. Uh, I've been on Cloud Nine for that. like two days now since I delivered it. It only took forty two years. <laughs> <laughs> what's that what's that meme from uh Titanic? It, it only took eighty four years. <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's so great to have that uh have that delivered and today i started working on a barn door for my three, neighbor. right yeah well there's three but you know one at a time calm down uh-huh. Just- so, so i i i got together a barn door and i think on monday i need to go to another client's house and take some more measurements for the shower floor <laughs> the teak shower floor I had measurements and I had them in my notes and my phone, but they've like disappeared. So I got to be like, oh, I got to come back and take a few more measurements. But actually, I'm going to take all You're the doing measurements. You're all of them? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I missed uh, an angle. All of them. <laughs> my bench my bench is feeling a little lonely now that the walnut desk is gone. My that's wife nice is super to happy to have the living I room bet. back. <laughs> I bet. You saw, you bet. saw how much room that thing took I on. did. Yeah, I bet Kayla's pumped. Oh, she's like, it's like a new house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Dan, uh, we talked about this already, but can you take us through the delivery process? Just so people yes, get a uh, idea of how attractions. Yeah. So my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I waited till the client got to ten centimeters dilated. Centimeter. <laughs> he couldn't even say a metric phrase. <laughs> centimeters. <laughs> Did you measure? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. I love I the know. way you say measure. It literally makes my day every measure? time I hear it. Yes. Hot um. <laughs> <laughs> so my client, my client ordered a U-Haul that was by my house. So I, I just had to go pick it up by my house, and I had to get a friend help me load the desk onto the U-Haul, and he got the. The size of U-Haul that was a pro the the one that was like close to the most appropriate for the desk, but it ended up being like massively oversized. He got me like a twenty six <laughs> foot U-Haul. It was for ridiculous. One desk. <laughs> for one desk. <laughs> so we, me and a buddy, got it loaded up. Thank you, Alex, if you're listening to this. He's not. He does. I'm no. kind of a big deal. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> First of all, I gotta stop the show. Dan said that six times tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's the booze. Um, He's drinking. I, remember, I was listening back. I was listening back to the special episode, and you're talking about you own a Silverado, so you're Silverado. It's got a Tato cover. I have a Chevy oh, Silverado. I was just listening to that in the shop. So good. <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, okay. That is our best episode. Yeah. So <laughs> the client got a U-Haul, a 26-foot U-Haul, which is way too big. But we uh, loaded it up the night before, 
I strapped everything down, padded it, everything. And I drove it to the client's house, which is like an hour drive from my house. And uh, he had movers waiting for me to get there. Or they should have been waiting for me to get there. But I got there earlier. So, like, I got there, like... Couldn't couldn't wait to get rid of it. No, he was he was really <laughs> excited. And I was really excited to get it delivered, too. Yeah, and for sure. Uh, the biggest project to date. I shot I shot these these folks' wedding back on New Year's Eve last year or the year before. So I, I knew them. Anyways, uh I was I was excited, so I got there a little early. And then the mover showed up and they they took everything in for me and and him. Like I didn't have to do any work, which was great because Dan's favorite. <laughs> <really>? <laughs> which was great because like they have a big they have a big spiral staircase you got to take all this stuff up Ooh. into oh, his man. office that's oh, really? like on an upper level yeah oh i can't geez. even imagine that desk going up a staircase yeah they took it up a big spiral staircase up in the the main foyer and uh yeah i'm glad okay. i'm glad that wasn't me <laughs> i can spell that word um <laughs> so they they take it into the room and i had to i had to put it together as they were bringing it in and it all came together really well and that was the first time in that room that I saw everything together as one. I've never seen it together as one. I just kind of like oh. hoped and prayed that everything fit right because Did I, I didn't. Like I didn't have the drawing? I didn't have the oh, space. Oh, it's a half inch off. I didn't oh, have no. the space in my house or my shop to put it all together as one. I just had to like, okay, this matches this, and this matches this. So technically, they should all match. There's only three houses in Omaha that desk can fit in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was quite the process, and uh, I'm super pumped on it. And I I really really you, really appreciate dude. all the love that I got when I shared the final pictures. Oh, and I was super bummed because I didn't take my I didn't take my big fancy camera to take pictures. I didn't realize it until I was like three fourths of the way there. I was like, son of a bee. I forgot my camera because I had to remember to take all the tools and fasteners and everything to like put it together. And yeah, when I was already like 75% of the way there, I was like, oh man, I forgot the camera. So I'll take, I'll take quote unquote proper pictures when I go back. You're going back. Yeah. And you'll see them filled with stuff too, which would be nice. I'll take proper pictures, but I only got cell phone pictures. Anyway. That's probably my longest what's on my bench. Uh, yeah. And that's shit. our show this week, guys. Tune Solid eight week. out of four. That was a great what's on my eight bench. Eight out of four. <laughs> Pete. We have watched this desk become go from like a baby boy. I feel like this, this desk has been desk. like an internet like sensation. People know about yeah, it, it. I posted it the barn door today. I was like, <laughs> this is what I did today. And people were like, wait a minute. This isn't. What is Which this? Which part of the desk is this? What is this? <laughs> is that one of the drawer fronts? Who is this? I'm not following you. Where'd you come from? Oh, uh, like, actually, it's me. Dan, in the in the it's pre-show Daniel question, Dunlap, when somebody I do, asked, I do pine stuff too every now and then. <laughs> Dan, when somebody asked that pre-show question about our biggest like lesson learned, I was thinking like, oh, yours should have been like, make sure you can get the hardware before you choose the depth. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the, the dude, the drawer slides you made were really nice. They turned out good, but yeah, that was quite the quite. The yeah, thing. that was a whole. That was like and a another fun thing. My clients too. follow my Instagram pretty closely, so they saw the struggles, and they they appreciated. At least they appreciated good. how I fixed it. They 
they actually they like what they like my fix better than the metal slide. So that turned out nice. That it all so turned good. out good. <clears throat> Very happy nice. about that. Cool. All right, Pete, tell me what's on your bench. Well, a couple of things, Daniel. I started teaching you, again Go. last Saturday. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we went a little heavy on our episode last week. And Hold I, on. I, Dantastic. <laughs> Dantastic. Hashtag Dantastic. Instead of saying I'm kind of a big deal, I just need you to work in Dantastic everywhere. <laughs> Dantastic. So stupid. That's going on the back of your shirt. <laughs> so I we started teaching you. again last week. It was uh, it was a little interesting uh, teaching with a mask on because uh, you're constantly having to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, solid eight out of four. Get it? Solid eight out of four. Oh, 84. Yeah. Eighty-four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Pete. I just had to. No, it's okay. It was solid eight out of four thing to show. <laughs> but no. T- Teaching was, listen, I have a whole new respect for Emma. She teaches every single day with a mask on uh, in a studio screaming over music. We actually, we got her a lavalier mic that she hooks up with like a wireless one that she hooks up to a, we have a jam box, like a wireless speaker. So she's been bringing that to teach because she's coming back home with like a hoarse voice because she's, she can only do so much. I like how Dan left in the middle of it. Um, yeah. Thanks, Dan. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, you're not there? Cool. All right. <clears throat> Every time I even lift my butt an inch off the seat, everyone goes off. Oh, hey, Dan, what's up? Welcome back. Hey. Um, the other thing is, uh, so I was teaching, whatever, all that. That was great. I'm teaching again tomorrow. The other thing, which is the biggest thing on my bench, which is not actually on my bench, is I officially am on YouTube. I have a YouTube Yay, channel. You did it. I have a video out. The video is actually apparently, according to everyone, not hot trash or garbage fire or whatever. <laughs> it's apparently decent. It's number three on trending. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a uh, top one million no, on not. videos. Oh, that what? That's amazing. <laughs> Mike was like, "What? That's incredible." Yeah. It's definitely uh, it's top five videos I've ever made on YouTube. It's definitely it's the top five that his grandma has seen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, she's not around anymore, Dan. Come on. I'm sorry. Oh. But my mom saw it. She was like, oh, what's that? I was like, that's the video we made for the thing. She's like, oh, that's nice. I'm like, thanks, mom. You're terrible at this. <laughs> so bad at support. <laughs> she doesn't get it. Uh, but it was, no, it was the last time I felt this kind of pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I put it out in, in a universe. I made a bunch of stories about it. People legitimately like yelled at me, aside from these two fools, uh, Mike and Dan. Like, people were yelling at me, like, come on, get that video out. We want to see it. Like, oh, like, oh, well, this is pressure I don't need. Great. Now I'm stressing out. And then basically the day before I, uh, I got really bad food poisoning. And then as I recovered, I just sat down around like five or six and I went, I'm knocking this out. I like turned off all the lights. I had my two screens in front of me. I have the mic on the boom now set up, which is actually amazing. I'm, I'm no longer recording in my shop. I'm in my living room. And I recorded all the voiceovers. I looked at my 15 minutes of raw audio or video that I had cut, started throwing it in there, editing stuff out. I finished with like a nine minute video and it felt so freaking good. It, that was, is the first time since college that I felt like I was like finishing like a 30 page paper. 
where you're just like pounding away, like getting it done and like, just, you know what, whatever. And Mike sent me a video a little while ago about redefining what you consider a finished product or finished video where like you might not think it's finished, but you got to publish it. And it's, it's a, it's a definition issue. So like, I was just like, I'm just gonna, I just gotta publish this. Like I thought of it as a deadline. I needed to get it out. I actually wrapped it up at 10 PM, uh, the night before I, I made it live. So I'm very excited. Like, how it goes. Yeah. It was a, it was a really, now, really good video. And I think everybody that's listening needs to I go watch that. it. Was it? They should. It's a really good it video. It was a very good video. And the best part is the community went nuts. So I posted it this morning at 6 AM. Uh, I woke up accidentally for some reason at 6.30, so I did a little story. Weird. And I love Instagram because I was just like, oh, check out my video, back to sleep. <laughs> I woke up at 9, or just before 9 for work, and I realized my video didn't upload. It was like, oh, error uploading on Instagram, uh. <laughs> my favorite. So I posted it, and by that time, even though I didn't, that story didn't go through, I already had like two dozen people watch the video and a couple people sub. It's basically and- viral. Yeah, well, but the best part is this is, I, this is what I really wanted to hit. This was my goal because I I really wanted Wet. to. I we need to get into this. I needed to do it, and I said by the time we record the podcast, I need to have my custom domain. I need 100 subs, and I'm at like 130 right now. Dang. I'm so excited. I have my custom sub. You know, YouTube.com/slash Peaches Workshop, along with Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and then my coffee custom builds. Uh, or coffee custom builds. I'm pointing at your squares like people are actually going to see this. <laughs> so stupid. But anyways, I'm very excited. Thank you to everyone for the community in a community that supported me. Uh, I know it's a really long-winded story. I'm super excited because this is a whole new level. Like I'm getting into YouTube now. I'm actually hooked. I want to keep doing this. Uh, that's... <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have texted you right now. Sorry, Mike story. texted me something and it's 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 a fire text. It's fire, yeah. <laughs> whap. Alright. That's a whap. Anyways. That's a whap. Get up. That's a whap for this video. Uh, anyways, Mike, what's on your bench or giant CNC slab or bed, whatever? CNC slab. CNC slab. CNC bed. I remember it's my first day talking about bed. CNCs. No, the um <laughs> No, uh, this week has been, like Pete said, uh, just learning my CNC slab. <laughs> I keep, I keep no, getting this my, annoying learn- spam call from California every yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> it's me calling Pete a lot. I called Pete. I've been calling uh, Bao over at Design Craft You don't a call lot. me. This I so love weird. you call me. It's yeah. A, um, so. <laughs> no, anyways. No, I had two I love orders. that you call me, too. It's great. That's not how you made it sound a second ago. But anyway. No, um, I so do. I, I, I really do. No, I had three orders this week, and I got them all done today. It was doesn't matter what they are; it's boring stuff. It's from my 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 normal sale stuff from my website or from Etsy actually. Two were from Etsy, one was from my website. You're big on Etsy. Um, Etsy's working, dude. Um, it's picking up. It's not. It's oh. I've had five sales on their total. It's just not working <laughs> for me. Like it is for you. Five is nothing. Um, but I'm gonna keep, keep it up. Building, keep building. Yeah, as I, I as I get more every time I get a sale, I get more favorites of my store, and then people inquiring about, "Can you make this this size?" And I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, I can." Mind I got a please, CNC, but the, don't you know? Yeah. So, um, but this week I got those orders done, which felt good because I've been in real disarray in my shop. I'm still not done putting my shop together. Really hoping that when the boys come out, we can kind of put it, just knock it out. I think we'll be able to knock it out in about a day. Can I hire um, somebody to do my part? 
Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully I can knock that out. Um, it won't take very long. I just got to get the plumbing for the for the dust collection. I mean, I could do that by myself, but since the guys are there, we can just have drinks and hang out and do that. It'll take that's a little time. Dan, um, it'll be fun. You'll no, it will be fun. It's going to be a good time. Me and Mike will do it. Yeah, Dan, work. you don't have to help. That's fine. If you want to sit around, I'll just set up my camera and have videos of hours of Dan just sitting there not helping after I basically Eating went and renovated his shop. Um, <laughs> no, this week has been a lot of – the CNC has been a lot of my focus this week. I have called Pete a lot. I've called – bow a lot i've called a few people a lot this week uh just getting ideas um today pete and i learned that my cnc is not four by eight it's, it's actually bigger. 51 it's 51 inches by 101 inches i can't believe uh, you got away with it you ripped off laguna they gave you more than you <laughs> paid for extra size <laughs> no extra it's size. my actually my my bed is four by eight the actual spoil board is four by eight, but the cutting distance is actually 51 inches by 101 inches so, um, which is, I'm not complaining. I have more space. I have more cutting size than I do bed, which is really nice. So, um, I've just been bouncing ideas off people for the spoil board and how I want to do that. There's some other stuff I can't really talk about, but there's, anyway, there, there's some stuff coming with the, with the CNC bed that's going to be, um, I'm going to be figuring out while Pete's here. Um, we're just going to be kind of doing a lot of hanging out, programming, and just doing stuff in the shop. It's going to be a good time. I can't so. wait. We're going to do so many fun things. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're going to strap Dan to the, the CNC and then just the carve spindle? around him. Just, yeah. <laughs> just carve, <laughs> carve around him. Like, perfect Dan. Like the dead, or, or we'll do a super dead slow file. guy where, like, in the street with a chalk line. No, no, no. We'll do it like uh, 007 style where like he's strapped in a bed and the CNC's slowly approaching his crotch. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. I don't think that's a good idea. We'll turn no, it, it off. It's fine. It's going to be a lot of fun. I I'm really looking you. forward to it. <laughs> I trust you. Implicitly, this file. Ugh. <laughs> Just comes across his leg. I'm trying to find out if we actually have the logo in um, a format I can use on the CNC. Doesn't oh, you can. You can. Now's a good time to do that. Work on a CNC. This oh, is the- you call, call Pete tomorrow. Call Pete tomorrow. He's going to help you out with it. Well, we'll just do it when you're here. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Just doing CNC stuff, uh, learning that, getting some orders out, still trying to like rejigger in the shop. I, I drew up some plans for three carts I'm going to make. I'm going to throw my spindle sander on a cart, my disc sander on a cart, and my Craig Foreman on a cart. They're going to be more for storage than anything. They're going to be on they're going to be on casters so I can move them around the shops. But those three items are going to live in the CNC shop is what I'm calling it. So there's the main shop and then there's the CNC shop. Um, but that's kind of been my week. It's been really nice to be back in my actual shop. Um, I'm really – I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I'm just – so excited about my shop. And like Dan was saying about excited about the future. I'm like, this last week has been really, really crazy. I'm just so excited about the future and coffee custom builds. I'm so excited about it right now. This whole week's been really good. Um, really good leads are coming in. Really good orders are coming in. Really good inquiries are coming in. Stuff that I really want to do. I'm just, I'm very excited about the future of coffee custom builds right now. So it's been a really, really um, it's a great feeling. Just a really good week. I'm just just feels really good. So this CNC opened up a lot of doors. Really yeah, nice. the, I don't I like that CNC landed, and it was just like inquiry after inquiry, you know. And it's just uh really well, good. You, so. Listen, it's not just inqu- like you're you're putting in work. You're reaching out. You're doing a no. Lot yeah, of work I'm too. I'm reaching out for yeah. sure. Like uh, I was telling Pete, there's a I live in this foothill area, and there's a lot of Sawyers. They actually do a lot of log slabbing in this area. There's a lot of people who just kind of do that for fun as like a side hustle. Yeah, and um. 
I've ta- I've reached out to four of them so far, and f- four of the five have said they want to use me for slab flattening, which is nice. amazing. You know, yep. um, one guy. I don't even know how I didn't know about this guy. Um, I reached out. I I didn't reach out as a cold call. I actually reached out because I want to build my wife a um for our living room. I want to do a, a a walnut slab with a crotch for a coffee table. That's what I want. I want to. I want a crotch. I want some uh, walnut slab. We crotch. all want crotch. We all want a little crotch. I mean, it's just crotch life. Um. So we. Uh. So. So I've been calling around to these uh, hashtag crotch life. Um. Dantastic. Uh, hashtag eight quarter. Um, so, but it's um. Oh god. Um. Hashtag crotch life or hashtag dan- get a pen and paper. Hurry. We're gonna forget. Oh. <laughs> get your fat um, sharpie, Mike. Get your or fat magnum <laughs> sharpie. <laughs> Write it on like a piece of like alder or something, um, on a dollar bill. Yes, <laughs> no. Um, oh, God. What was I saying? Oh, so this I reach out to this Facebook Marketplace slab listing, which you know, if you don't know, they're they're never dry. They're never what they say they are. It's never a good price. They're just like they're just crazy prices. <laughs> oh my God, Dan. <laughs> um. So it's it, you know I reached out to him I was like hey you know what's the, how dry are these slabs she said they're all they're all like fifteen to twelve percent I was like eh, it's kind of wet for out here so uh, but I was uh, I said I am willing to grab one and sit on it for a little bit and let it dry because I don't need to build this thing right away I does it dry faster when you wall. sit on it yeah it's yeah. the farts okay yeah um <laughs> no the uh, uh, I I have a I have like a black tarp that I have in my side yard that gets a lot of morning sun. And it actually, if I throw wood underneath there, the way I have it propped up, it gets real hot underneath that thing. It dries wood quick. Like a so, little kiln um, you got there. It's a, basically a solar kiln. So anyway, I was like, hey, you know, I'd really, she said basically they didn't have the wood that I needed. They didn't have a, a, a walnut slab with crotch in it. I said, well, you know, let me know when you get something in. If I don't have anything by then, I'd like to get it from you. Um, but if you ever need slab flattening services, would you let me know? She's like, oh, my gosh, here's my husband's yeah. phone number. T- give him a <laughs> text right, right now. now. <laughs> so I text the guy. They live five minutes from me. He's got like a – they've got like a couple acres and like half of his property is dedicated to drying slabs. He's got tons of wood out there. Nice. He's got a, he's got a Lucas mill and a, and a, um, a bandsaw mill. And he's nice. he just does slabbing like <clears throat> that's his thing. He just sells slabs, so he's got tons of slabs. So this is a great connection I've made with this guy because I've got a, another slab, um, you know, connection. And this guy needs slab flattening services all the time, and he has no machine for it. Nice. He's like, I'm doing a table for my wife, and I was gonna do the, I was gonna flatten the whole thing with hand planes. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, what? what kind of crazy so, person does that? Oh god! Yeah. It's like everyone be- before 2000, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone's in it with hand planes. <laughs> Or router sleds. It was uh anyway, so it was a good connection to make. I'm making some good connections with some of these guys. So I'm trying to drum up business for the CNC, which is awesome. And just overall drum up business for Coffee Custom Build. So long story short, I'm very, very excited for the fall and winter of this year. And then next year, 2021, I'm just really pumped for. I'm really excited about it. I've got a lot of I'm really upbeat about it. I'm really looking forward to all the things that happen. I'm just just really exciting times right now. So that's great, dude. It's awesome. I think that's that's uh, awesome. I think that's kind of it right now. Um, that's it for my week. I mean, should we just jump into questions or do we? Have yeah, to let's do it. Discuss. I mean, did Pete talk? Thirty minutes in, let's do it. I did. I don't know. Yeah, I talked about the uh, video uh, and oh, that's how right. much I love Dan. The what now? Yeah. Okay, let's get into <laughs> questions. Um, <laughs> hey, for reals. 
Pete, good job getting your video. Yeah, away. thanks. This man. really was a good. Video. Thanks Doesn't for pushing. Feel me. good. Dude, uh, there's. Uh, Isn't it so, so rewarding? So here's the thing. I have this. I have this like constant like thought of like I have this looming thing over me. I have to get done, and it was the video, and now it's done, and I'm like, maybe well, it was, I have something uh, that I have to get maybe done. It was the wedding. There's nothing. I need to get married. No, 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 it was no. the wedding. Was, that's yeah, nothing. Yeah, not no, it, was, it was the video. It was yeah, content creation, key content Guys, creation, number one focus. This, Get it. This down. is number one focus right here. Gotcha. <laughs> the wedding was going to happen either way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm. A, I forgot. I'm a listens to this. Yep. Oh, I love you, baby. I love you, my wife. I can <laughs> baby say that. Boo. <laughs> baby, baby, boo. No, but seriously. Finger um, guns. Really good job, dude. That was really good. Mike, I'm glad you got can you that put out. your glasses back on? You look really weird without them. No. In the bottom? All right, this it's first weird question. Weird without them. Oh, I thought you said in the bottom. <laughs> you look really oh. weird on put the bottom. Put your glasses on. You look weird in the bottom. <laughs> your what? butt looks funny. Put your glasses on. <laughs> um, hey, this first question. Butt face. Adam Barnett. <laughs> he has a question about woodworking. Hey, guys. Adam Barnett from Barnett Custom Woodworks here. Uh, hopefully, I'm sending you a better file. <laughs> uh, sorry for all the uh, technical problems I keep causing. I, I just want to be friends with you guys, but I'm becoming such a nuisance. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have a question about beginning woodworking. What were some of the big mistakes that you guys made early on that you would do differently if you had the chance or would tell new woodworkers, hey... Don't make this giant mistake that I did. What mistake would that be? Thanks. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Bye. Didn't we essentially answer this in the pre-show? We did, uh, Dan. but let's answer it again. Yeah, Dan. I don't remember what I said in the pre-show, so I will <laughs> <pretty> say <laughs> um, don't. Don't do yeah. any of the things. Just do everything different. Um, don't get into woodworking. It's a pit of despair. Just don't do it. Just don't get into woodworking. That's your, that's your lesson. Just get away from it. I don't know. Job. I've never really thought about it. You know, I, I know I know we pre-listened to this, and uh, my memory is short because I'm old, but... Somebody wasn't listening. I don't listen to you guys. I don't even know your name. Um, I'm Mike. I don't... Dantastic. <laughs> I don't have a good answer. I don't have a good answer. Somebody else go, and I'll think. You have to be able to learn from things to answer this question. I don't learn from anything because I, I, <laughs> I'm perfect from the from the get go. Like I'm perfect out of the gate. I, I drive a Silverado with a tonneau. I need to cover. find that sk- kind of a big deal. <laughs> I need to drive. I find that skit from Saturday Night Live where it's Will Ferrell. He's like, oh, I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna look that up now. Uh, right. Pete, answer the question. <laughs> um. So as I answered in a pre-show, because I remember my answer. I don't. Nice, Dan. Nice. I don't remember your uh, answer. For either. me, it was it was a set of frames I made. And oh. Basically, the the lesson line uh, the lesson I learned is price your stuff. Don't just throw a number out there to get a sale. Learn your damn value, because I made these beautiful walnut frames. Or we're kind of trying to figure out the size. I think they're about. With tw- between 24 and 30 inches wide and f- like 40 inches tall, two and a half inch uh, wide walnut frames with nice little maple uh, key in them, in them to kind of hold it all together. I didn't realize how much glass costs. I thought glass was like free. They just gave it out. Like you just go places <laughs> and like, oh yeah, just take that. That's extra. Um, 
glass was expensive. So I basically ended up doing this whole thing for like 250 or something. And I delivered it. And luckily it was just family. So I wasn't super upset about it. But I definitely like lost a lot of money. This is the, this is the job when I talked about earning negative hours or money for my hours worked. This is the job. Cause I put so many hours into this to finish it and make it look pretty. And there's, they look beautiful. They're still hanging up. They were like, Oh my God, I can't believe you, like you were able to make these for like 250. Uh, we literally got a quote for $1,500. And I was like, I should have charged more. <laughs> I was so Could mad at myself. at least went half. But I did. I didn't know. I was. I was super undervaluing myself because I was just happy to have business. This was just right around where it was like all kind of taking off, and I was saying yes to everything. Oh, you want that with pine? You want it to be like dark, like dark wood? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll do anything for money. I'm a little piggy. Whatever. Like, <laughs> I I've luckily learned my value now. I now quote realistic prices or sometimes extravagant prices because I don't want to do the job. And when they say yes, I go, well, at least I won't hate myself doing it. So that's my lesson learned. What about you, whoever hasn't spoken yet? That'd be me. Like- <laughs> um, it's the same thing. It's the same answer as you. I mean, it's it's undervaluing yeah. work. It's the thing that I constantly have to deal with. I mean, you just, you don't really know until you have a bunch of projects under your belt. It's just one of those things where you're not going to come out of the gate and be like, mm, I know exactly what to price this, this piece for. So just something you're just gonna have to learn over doing it. I mean, as so- every time you take on a new type of project that you haven't done, there's just too many variables for you to be good at it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to be good at pricing it, uh, you can kind of figure your way through building it, it but pricing it is going to be like, <clears throat> you don't know how long everything takes on those things. So it's just, it's like a gamble. So I think that definitely pricing things up is the thing where I'm constantly like, yeah, yeah. I should have gone with my gut on that one. Dan- I mean, you're kind of relearning it with the CNC right now. Nope. I already know. Nope. <laughs> no. What do you mean? Okay. Elaborate. With the pricing, kind of like figuring out. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. I don't yeah. know. Like I had a bunch it's of a conversations. New yeah. yeah I, over the last few, over the last week, that was part of getting like me calling people being like, hey, I actually called local shops before having my CNC asking for different services that I was looking to price up to add into, into jobs so I could have that number handy. And so I had luckily I'd already kind of like done some, uh, market anal- analysis on some of these things prior to getting, cause I didn't have a CNC. So I needed to know yeah. how much I could, like if I needed an engraving done, how much can I anticipate needing to put into a quote for a customer? I hadn't done that to like get their price so I could price them out or anything like that. I did that so I could price it out for my quotes, but now I have a CNC, yep. so I kind of know what the rates are locally, and I've bounced the numbers I came up with off of other people, and uh, I kind of have like a ballpark fair range where I can comfortably charge. So yeah, 100%, you're right. I'm learning how to price out that yep. new – it's a whole nother bulk. It's not – I don't want to go into the CNC. Well, it's a, it's a new medium. It's That's a new it. thing. Right. It's like a whole yep. – it's its own entity, a CNC, yep. CNC work because it's a whole other thing. So Dan, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that – I agree with I agree with what you both said, um, but with this last project, the Walnut Desk, that everybody knows about by this point, I I need to I still need to learn how to figure out how long something's going to take me. I have mm-hmm. that formula that I've talked about in the past uh, three times material plus ten percent, but that doesn't quite work out with very large projects. It didn't work out at all. Time sucks. I I underpriced myself quite a bit. 
it doesn't with work that, out with for, that project. It doesn't work out for anything over like two hundred dollar projects. Yeah, I think it, or it really doesn't. Projects, yeah. it, maybe four hundred dollar projects. But I think it starts to get like once you start getting into like several hundred dollars, I, it just doesn't work anymore. You have yeah. to be able to like estimate your time, which is what Dan's saying right now. I mean, you you, you got to be able to like fa- factor in your hourly rate that you want to charge, and you, but you yeah. really have to. That's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the pricing. It. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, it's, it's the same thing. Like Dan's talking also about like how long it takes to physically do something, but it all kind of works together. Like if you don't know how long it takes you to do something, you don't know how much to charge for right. it. Also there, you have to factor in, um, what's a reasonable, like if you've never done it before, you can't just necessarily charge what it's going to take you to do it. You need to charge what it's going to take what's fair for them to have to pay you to learn how to build that thing. And that's kind of a so thing like that I'm, I'm running into. That's a is, good way uh, to put it. I, I do a lot of things that I've never done before. I don't do a lot of right. repeat projects. So it, it's, it's you all kind of off. like a crapshoot. Like <laughs> how long do I think this is going to take me? Well, when I initially bid that Walnut desk, I was like, I think I could probably knock that out in six to eight weeks. Well, it ended up taking me like five months actually. Well, so this is kind of a good, uh, analogy for it. I was in a, uh, I was talking to a few people and I was asking about the rates for the CNC and you know, the machine matters. Like I have a three horsepower spindle. There's seven horsepower spindle machines out there. They can do work X, you know, times faster than my machine can because they're yep. bigger. Right. So you can't just charge the same hourly, like a shape Hoko yeah. Can't charge the same hourly rate as a three horsepower spindle. A three horsepower spindle can't charge the same hourly rate as a seven horsepower spindle. The bigger machine can charge more per hour because it's going to take less time for the work to get done. Yep. So if I'm Mike Coffee and I want to build a ginormous walnut desk, there's going to be a lot of things because I've never built one. There's going to be a lot of time spent of yep. me learning how to build that desk. Well, I can't just charge the customer for that. Um, yep. I need to charge what the actual rate should be for that desk. So yep. there's, there's, and there's also, you can't just not charge them for your time. You have to charge, you have to make money. You got to pay your fan. You got to, you know, put food on your table. So, and like in this case, really- delivery, like that was big too. It was I mean, huge. Luckily, they covered that. They, yeah. You know, right. They covered that cost. Yeah. They covered it. Yep. Which is, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's so many factors into everything. All these different, every, almost every build has, has these outliers that is different from every other build. And then, yeah. then if you're doing like installs and stuff, that's like a oh, whole nother whole, realm. Whole nother like thing. if you're doing like built-ins and stuff, man, that's like, I mean, you got to get different insurances. You got to get, have probably a, yeah. probably a different business structure. You probably should be an LLC. I mean, you, you you've got to have definitely new insurance. So there's all these different factors. And then labor just to yeah. put it in, like you built, yeah, we'll wrap it up. I see your finger. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> um, there's there's a lot in in this subject. That's why I'm just like, yeah. Um, so the next question is uh, from Adrian Vita. This is uh, <laughs> never heard of a her. Question, question about woodworking. <laughs> hey guys, so I wanted to know whenever you go to use your router, what is the go to tip that you're gonna grab for it? <laughs> uh, that sounds terrible. Anyway. Um, this might actually only be applicable to Dan now since everybody else has a CNC. Anyhow, Dan, I'm with you. I don't have a CNC. I still have to use my router. So can you let me know what is the go-to tip? 
I mean, I'll just jump in. <clears throat> no, Dan, I'll go. You calm down. Um, <laughs> I'll. Ju- I mean, I still use my router. I still have to use my router, even though I have a CNC. There's just things that, yeah, like running a, a an edge profile. It's just going to make more sense on my router than it is to set up a drawing or a tool path for like a, a edge and like a chamfer or a roundover. It doesn't make sense. So the the bit I probably use the most on my uh, router is going to be my flush trim bit. Like my, I have this monster flush trim bit. I use it a lot. So Dan, what tip do you, do you <laughs> grab the most? What, what tips did Dan, does Dan have? Here's my hot tip. These are router bits. That's my hot tip. <laughs> what? Dan's hot tip. They're called router bits. Adrian, love you. <clears throat> um, what? That's phoned it in big time. <laughs> so Dan didn't hear the question. No, no, no. Right. I know. I know the question. I know the question. And the uh, probably the most. The answer is this. The most used bit. And I'm going to get to it. <laughs> don't ever, for any reason, ever whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank nice. you <laughs> at any time doesn't matter how bad you want to <laughs> the the most used uh router bit that i use is probably my chamfer bit i have a i have a cmt 45 degree chamfer bit that <clears> i use <throat> a lot i like i prefer a chamfer over a round over any day of the week but every now and then a, a client or whatever will prefer a round over so that's probably my most used router bit. Pete, did you already answer? Um, I wasn't here. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the uh, the the Dan and Mike combo. Uh, it's it's flush trim and chamfer bit. I I use one. I think it's a three quarter inch chamfer bit or one inch chamfer bit because it goes anywhere from just a tiny little chamfer profile hashtag team chamfer uh, to you know a nice big handle on a cutting board. Which this is my specialty. I don't know if you guys knew that. Anyways, uh, but yeah, it's it's those two, and I actually use my uh, to you know you know kind of play on her question. I use my flush trim. I have an uh, an eighth inch, I think, or maybe it's a, no, that's a quarter inch uh, flush trim bit that I use on my CNC a lot to cut tabs off of stuff because it leaves a nice clean. You finish. do it on your CNC. Well, not on a CNC. No, no, no. I mean, like, once I take a piece off the CNC, oh, anything, so you if do there's it like, off the CNC, the off, opposite sorry, of on the CNC. Off, <laughs> yeah, anything I pull off the CNC, Michael, okay? You if just you're going to get technical. You can't make jokes about it yet. All right? God, we get a lot of hate sorry. on freaking TikTok. But I use the flush trim bit a lot, that little one, because I, I cut tabs off and any of the edges that need a little bit of cleanup. And actually, I'm going to throw this one out there, too. This, go, this goes out to uh, Paul Jackman. A one sixty fourth roundover bit. Good lord! What's the point? Or like a thirty one thirty. Just run your finger over. It's either thirty second or something. It does a a super smooth, nice cleanup around the edges instead of like sanding. I mean, you could do that. You could do that with a a little three twenty sandy block. You could done. I just do a quick pass with that. I'm done. I like it. It's got a nice little roundover. All right, that's it. So hey. you asked for one, you got three. Anyways, next. 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 This next question is from Kevin Hemphill with Lefty's Woodshop. Ooh. We technically own his shop and uh, he is in. Oh, is he the kid from the Make-A-Wish Foundation that we brought on the show? <laughs> oh, 
was so good. All right. Hey, Kevin from Lefty's Woodshop here. You know me. Anyway, Pete starting his YouTube video this week, or making one, I should say, got me wondering, like, what are the main elements you want to have in a YouTube video? I need to get my first one out there, too. So thanks, guys. Appreciate the show. Appreciate you. And appreciate my guest spot. Anyway, see ya. It's going to be, I'd hold on, it's going to be 20 years from now. We're still going to be doing the podcast because we're awesome. And right. Lefty's still going to be calling in and going, hey, guys, you remember, hey. remember when I was on, on the show? Remember when, was, when I was a guest? You remember? <laughs> we, by the way, we I all love, love, Kevin, love Kevin like a I brother. Do. Like yeah, he's the Kevin. man. <laughs> That's the only reason I made that joke. <laughs> I'm thinking show title in there somewhere. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Le- Lefty's wish. <laughs> I'm writing that in right now. Oh my god. Oh. Um So, Kevin asked what's like important in a YouTube video. And that's to have video. Oh, that's, that's pretty Dan? important. No, no. I mean the, the important thing is uh, well, I mean I'm f- far from an expert on making YouTube videos. Um, You know, what I've learned is pace, uh, a coherent narrative, um, very good audio, because audio will turn people away quicker than video will turn people, like bad audio will make people go away quicker than uh, bad video. So if you even have like, if you have fantastic cinematic shots and your your audio sounds like caca. People will bounce out. Um, uh oh, Daniel, look concerned. Is everything okay? Okay, good. Uh, last time <laughs> I seen that face, we lost your audio. So um, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. You, you just gotta have. There's a lot of things to it, but you want to just kind of tell a story a bit. Ah, this sounds so cliche. God. But I mean, really, you just you want good audio is is number one. <clears throat> you want a, a pace that's quick. <clears throat> Like, no one really wants to see you making every cut for a piece. No one cares. They they can – you can assume a little bit of intelligence from the viewer in terms of what you're doing, like them being able to figure out what you're doing. You can't assume that they're actually going to respond in a smart way, but um, you can assume that they're going to feel to figure out like, oh, you cut this one – you made this one cut – but they're not gonna be like, "Hey, how'd you get all those other cuts done?" <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna know that you cut everything Assume, else, like yeah. off, off, off screen. You know, they're gonna be able to figure that out. So, um, it's just you want to move things along quickly. Like too many shots of the same cut over and over again. It's just so boring. So, anyway, now that Pete's an expert and on YouTube, I think we should go straight to Pete. Absolutely. All right. Well, <clears throat> but okay. So as as a first time YouTuber, like I'll give you my process for how I did this. First of all, uh, I was forced to all shoot all of it in one day, which was actually kind of a nice thing because it it forced me to record all of the video at once. And you're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> yes, that's continuity. Yeah, which you, continuity is big. I uh, le- legitimately have yeah, because I've I've shot several videos. I've only published one. Yes, I'm that lazy. Uh, <laughs> and there's times where. I wouldn't record. I'd be like, oh, I can record this part right now, but oh, that shirt's in a wash. I can't really do it right now. <laughs> you laugh because you've done it. Yes. Or you just wear coffee custom build shirts, the yes. same one over and over again. Um, <laughs> so my process was, the first thing was 
actually shooting all the video. And I cannot recommend this enough because I wish I had done this beforehand. Have a shot list. Have the things you actually want to show. That's a, that's a good point, and then, Pete. Like, honestly, every video since I, I recorded like that it. one. <laughs> when I recorded that one, about the, the one I just posted, the barn uh, bar build, I recorded that about two and change months ago. And since then, I've recorded two more, and I've made a shot list, and it made things so much smoother. I knew exactly what I needed to take a shot of. I wasn't just recording hours of video. Um, and But basically, have a shot list, get everything that's organized. Good. That is really good advice. Like, if you come yeah. in with, like, an outline for your yeah. video, that's a really good – that's really good advice, and that's something I never do. I've and never done, and now I – here's the thing. Now that I've edited my footage – I just thought about, I always joke around about past Peter and future Peter. Past Peter doesn't know how to record video. He just <laughs> threw 12 hours of video at me and it was, half of it was trash. The, the, the light exposure was terrible because it kept being sunny and not sunny. And then I had to sit there and, and fix it in a couple hours. So think about how, what you're going to be looking for when you're editing. If you're only looking for, like like Mike said, the one shot of cutting the board and then you have 54 more boards to cut of the same size or whatever because <laughs> you're apparently making a slatted something, uh, you know, you don't need to do a shot of all that. Meanwhile, I recorded 30 minutes of me making the same cut over and over again. So save yourself the time. Short, yeah. quick cuts. I'm very guilty of that. I have – I'll be like, man, I have like – 50 minutes of me making plywood cuts that no one cares about. It's just like, you, you know you what? You show two of them for five seconds each. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. And, and the you're going to save thing- yourself editing time. You're going to save yourself. You're going to have a better, you're going to have a better story. Go ahead, Pete. Sorry. No, it's so I'm just taking you through my process. And again, absolute noob. I'm literally giving you the, the noob version of this. I got my footage. I kind of narrowed it down. I ended up with about 15, 16 minutes of video. With just the little like background track music and then just the stuff I wanted to show in order. And then I started watching it and recording my voiceover. And I cannot tell you what a, a difference dropping voiceover into your, your video makes. I dropped it in there and I was literally cutting entire section out, sections out. Cause I was like, this is just dead air. Why am I make, why am I showing six versions of the same cut over and over again? Get it out of here. So the voiceover really helps. So if if you're a person that likes to write stuff down, write out what you'd want to say for the different scenes. But watching some of your rough cuts will help you edit it, edit in the rest, at least for me, once you get the voiceover in. That's it. I got my video down to nine minutes from like 15, 16 minutes just by adding voiceover. And I think it's pretty fire, like garbage fire, but it's still oh, it's fire. it's garbage fire. It's pretty good video. <laughs> no, it's good. Especially yeah, it's for a, your first like, video. It's It's really good. I'm, I'm very proud of jealous. it. I gotta say, I was very, I was very scared of posting it because I am the biggest critic of myself. Uh, but these two guys have probably done the most to motivate me to actually get this out. So I appreciate it. Anyways, Dan, what about you? What do you do for your videos? I, I don't know if I'm in any position to add anything here. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't uploaded a video to YouTube in. Yeah, but you're monetized. You've done it. You're doing like something eight right. Months. I don't know what I've done right. I had one video like pop off and I got lucky. So I don't know Jack. People ask me like, what should I be doing? I don't know. I have no freaking idea. (laughs) I got lucky one time. (laughs) I don't know. I wish I knew. 
I wish I had the answers. I don't. I don't know anything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think sometimes, and this isn't to to talk down about your video. I think sometimes you do just get lucky on YouTube. Oh, I, mean, I absolutely on, on do. Platform. I mean, I don't. I mean, there's just. I don't put voiceovers over anything. It's just process stuff. It's just woodworking. It's very blah. And I realize I need to step it up, but I, I've gotten lucky. Period. Don't sell yourself short. You, you've got some good videos out there. And and here's the thing. Like, talking over your video, like, if you just do not, instead of doing voiceover, just talking about what you're doing, it's fine. I I watch plenty of videos where people just talk over what they're doing. It's yeah, you know, I go back and I look at um, people that I really look up to. And not that I don't look up to them anymore, but I look back and I go, man, this is a very, very simple format. And I think there's yeah. something to be said about overproducing your, your videos. Um, I think people there's people who I talk to who are like, man, I put all this time into it. I pr- did this, this, and this, and it looks so good. And it, it does look really good. But I mean, uh, the audience, your core audience is woodworkers. They kind of just want to like jump in, um, learn something real quick and jump out. Yeah. I think the problem is that sometimes content creators um, f- try to make movies for content creators. Uh, they try to make a a video that's like really well produced and try to show off to their content creator buddies when realistically content creators aren't your audience when you're a woodworker. So you don't need to like sweat it too much. You kind of need to think like, okay, I'm a dude who wants to learn how to use a joiner. Yeah. You don't need like <clears throat> you just go in there and be like, this is how I use a joiner. I run the bullet, I run the pr- the piece over the knives. You don't need like a bunch of music and fade ins and stuff. Like that yeah. isn't that isn't impressing a woodworker. That's impressing another content creator. And that's yes. not really who you're going after. Well, like so. Your first answer pretty much summed it up. It's you need video. Right. <laughs> yeah. And just I'm going to be straight video. up honest. Like I, tr- I try to like, I don't, I don't want to say emulate, but I, I take a lot of Im- inspiration from J- Jimmy Duresta. He doesn't do any voiceovers. He just shows the video and, it's sped up a little bit, you know, and it's just, it's just strictly video. And that's kind of the style that I like. And I'm like, that's the style that, that I like watching. So that's the style that I want to produce. It's yeah. I mean, I think that's good. That's good for this. Plus it's uh, this next. It's the easiest that I'm lazy. So yeah. Right. <laughs> good question. <Lefty. laughs> uh, this question's from Nick Paccia. Hey guys, Nick from The Working Grain. Um, I got a question today about the holiday season coming up. Um, Obviously, it's not too far away, but I was just wondering how much you guys ramp up production for the anticipation of increased orders. Uh, Is there a number that you guys shoot for, or is it more of just kind of crank out as much product as you can? Um, In addition, I got a craft fair coming up, and I've kind of been leaning towards just batch out as much product as possible. Um, But I was just wondering, you know, how much do you guys account for um additional product uh, to make sure that you have enough thanks guys pete uh i'm sorry nick did you not start making cutting boards for this season last christmas because that's <laughs> standard procedure uh the petri's but, way <laughs> yeah the petri's way this is the way uh, but in all reality this is the time to start whatever you're doing whatever you usually make i always say it's, it's, listen, if you can afford it, make a couple extra. Make a little bit of stock 
so that you can have some pieces to just sell to then buy more wood to make other projects. But you start September, October. If you're in late October, if you hit Halloween, you're taking orders and you're slammed with orders, you're, you're a little too late. This is the time to really start. And you'll be surprised how quickly the next three months run because I, uh, fun fact, I've done usually in my wood shop, I do most of my sales between September and December. I sell all my stuff that usually covers all the costs that all the other stuff didn't cover throughout the year. Uh, I can make up my entire year of buying new fancy tools in just three months. So it's the time to do it. Make some stock of the stuff you usually make. People will buy it. If they don't, guess what? You got a nice little piece in the house. Got an extra cutting board, extra bottle opener. That's that's how I do it. What about you, Dan? I don't do a whole lot of that uh, little tchotchke stuff. Stuff. So I will I will add on to what Pete is saying. So whenever I get a big order, I will add a little extra material to the order, so mm-hmm. I I can make a cutting board or a bottle opener. And I can I can pass those off as gifts. It's it's such a simple thing. Um, but other than that, like I don't I don't do a whole lot of ramping up and 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 stuff like that. So because I do a lot of big custom orders. What about you, Mike? Uh, I've only had one season under my belt of like the holiday rush, so I'm not like a pro. Like last year was pretty intense. Um, it was real busy. I was able to, like Pete said, buy some nice tools as a result yeah. of the holiday season, but um, I probably won't ramp up early this year. Um, I don't. I don't really. I don't think it's bad advice on Pete's part. It just makes sense. I know for me, I kind of like. I kind of like pressure. Like I kind of like a bit of stress. <laughs> it keeps me motivated pretty well. So that's kind of just my style, but. Um, one really cool thing is the thing I'm going to sell the most if I get into that again this year is probably cutting boards, but I have a machine that can batch them out for me now. So I'm not like overly stressed about those things. I can lay down a huge panel and it can cut them out for me while I'm doing, you know, watching Mandalorian season two or whatever. So oh, it's going to be, a, <laughs> so it's, it's just kind of one of those things where I don't want to spend money to have overhead in my shop. Like I don't want to have cutting boards sitting in my shop. I don't want to have, um, stuff taking up space. That's just not for me. Um, if you have the ability to have the stuff taking up space and that's, that's good, but that's just not my thing. So, um, I probably won't. I do have a huge order, uh, pretty tentatively right now from a customer. Um, I need to actually work up a quote and see, uh, make sure they're going to be good on that. But, uh, other than that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the early rush. I'm just going to kind of take it as it comes because the last thing I want is to make a pile of cutting boards and then just be sitting on a pile of cutting boards because I don't have the space for it. Like, I just, like a fool. I just, no, I just don't have the space for it. I just don't. I don't want to deal with I it. I totally it's took that not, as a stab at Pete. It was yeah. not. And, and here's if the thing. Pete has the ability though. to do it. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, I'm going to sell all those in th- this Christmas. But here's the thing. This and this is very important. You, are you guys listening? Listening. Nick, no, are you listening. I, okay, I hang on. Not you guys. You guys know oh, this. I, oh, oh, okay. I can go get a drink. Nick, are you listening? Yeah. This is go get a drink. Go get a drink. You don't have to make stuff for the holidays. Make some gifts for family and friends, so you don't have to buy them anything, and then don't sell anything. It's okay. 
You don't have to also do the order. I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. But you know what? Spend some time with your family instead of in a shop too. Just saying. I've spent way too many Christmases in the shop pumping out orders when I should have spent it in, in the house. Nah, dog. Grow your business. Nah, capture bro. Those, capture that revenue. Family time. Family time. <laughs> Classic Pete and Mike disagree. Just get your get family in there fight. and help them. Have them help you. Uh, yeah. That is actually fight. no. He does have a good point. If you're gonna do family time, get him in there. I have Emma help me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we do a giveaway or another? Yes, question? please. We're no. We're, we're done with in. our patron questions. So let's go oh, to word. let's go to Dan. Throw this over to Dan. <laughs> so last week was week fifteen. Yeah, week yeah. fifteen. Crazy. Week fifteen of the Macbeth giveaway. And we gave away the micro microjig MF one zero zero four Dato Stop Pro, which was a fifty five dollar value. Nice. It's a sweet jig, by the way. Yep. And uh, yeah, I want that one. Yeah, me too. Actually, the winner was Matt Wackerly, and I am really congratulations, sorry Matt. If I'm butchering your name, but it, your name should totally be Matt Wackerly. Um, I've already reached out to him. Congratulations, Matt. Week 16, ladies and gentlemen, sponsored by Macbeth Hardwood, we are giving away a Starbond package, which includes a two-ounce thin, a medium-thick, and a six-ounce accelerator bundle. It's a $40 value. And there's a lot of people in the woodworking community that have used Starbond, and they know how great it is, so... Mm -hmm. People once you have the accelerator in there, yeah, it's, dude, it's fantastic oh. for small little gaps and knots and and fills. So yeah, that's the uh, prize this week, and <clears throat> this week's code phrase is written on this dollar bill I got here, and that is hashtag crotch life. You have to include the hashtag; <laughs> it is necessary. <laughs> and for all you oh, old folk, uh, hashtag is a number sign. <laughs> Or a pound sign? Mm-hmm. I, thought was, I thought it was crock life, like you wearing crocs. Crotch, okay. crotch life. <clears throat> Hashtag crotch life. You need to send that to us in a DM <laughs> on our IG page, another Woodshop podcast, or you need to send it to an email, another Woodshop podcast at gmail.com. Boom. Thank you. Boom. Back Nailed to the it. show. That's it. Back to your regularly scheduled show. So, this next question. It's from Ash with Woodwork and Whiskers. We all love him. Love Ash. That Ash. He's a great guy. Take stain very well. great Ash. He's got a great Ash. He's missing a finger. Hey, guys. Ash from Woodwork and Whiskers from Metric Australia. Um, <laughs> I've just recently got a new bandsaw, uh, a big-ass bandsaw. And so I'm finally going to be able to do some resawing, which I've never done on a bandsaw before. Do you have any tips uh, for resawing on a bandsaw. <coughs> Greatly appreciate your help. Cheers, guys. Keep up the awesome work. Who's this going Mike. to? Oh, me. Uh, the uh, Definitely make sure that your fence is 90 degrees to your table. Make sure first, though, that your table is 90 degrees to your blade. Um. And then make sure that you are not pushing the piece through the blade too fast because your blade will drift and it will throw up, throw off your resaw real bad. 
Um, you want to make sure that your guides are properly adjusted in the right spot in, in reference to, so when your blade comes out to a point, that's the point. When it goes in, that's, they call it, some call it the valley or whatever, the dip or whatever. You want to make sure that your guide is right behind that valley. Or goal um, You want it. Yeah, gullet, a gullet or a valley. Um, you want it like right behind there. Um, that is the stuff that helps. There's people who think that, you know, where the blade is at on the urethane matters. I don't think it, I mean, you want it in a spot, but I don't think that affects your resaw. So, but I've found that just slow and steady is kind of the best way to do it. And, um, man, I just love the bandsaw so much. I just, it's just absolutely my favorite tool in my shop. I just love the bandsaw. It's so versatile. It can take a piece of wood that you couldn't use for a project and turn it into a piece of wood that you can now use for the project and use for another project. I love resawing. I just think it's so great. I just love bandsaws. It's my favorite. You can do so much stuff with it. If you have like a janky piece of wood that's bowed or something and you don't want to run it through your table saw because you know that thing is going to fall or grab the blade and it's going to be frightening, you can just run it through the bandsaw because the blade isn't spinning towards you. It's pulling down, so it's just so safe and nice. I just love the bandsaw. It's my favorite, but I'm going to throw it over to Pete. Oh, it's me. Hey, you said yeah. my name. It's okay, a me. So, it's a me, Peter. <laughs> it's a me, Piotr. It's just my Polish Piotr. name. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, very nice. Very good. Good, good. Uh, so, okay. So, here's my tip. Uh, first thing, look up uh, Alex. Uh, oh, Your I boy. his name. Snodgrass. Snodgrass, thank you. Say that. Alex Snodgrass. Took my answer. Uh, thank you very much. For setting up your band, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I met him. We're best friends. I have his phone number. <gasps> just saying. No, no. We're not dating. trying to flex or anything. Yeah, I drive. I drive a Subaru Crosstrek towing capacity fifteen. I drive miles. a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke to the pre-show to an earlier show. For those of you that are very confused right now, anyways. No so, uh, I, Mike actually uh, talked about the where your blade is placed on the rubber on a wheel. Uh, his thing is your the tip of your blade should actually be on a center of the on the uh, the wheel so it has the most tension there because if you have it too far forward the front of the blade is going to want to move whereas the back of it is nice and steady i actually yep. agree with that 100 percent. yep there you go but i don't so, know that i've actually seen it affect it adversely if it's not there yeah, physics sound right, right. that's okay you just anecdotally right. anecdotally i or anecdotally i do the same thing because i think but i don't know yep. that it actually matters but i do the same thing so just look up Alex Snodgrass bandsaw setup. Just search yep. the video. You're going to find a ton of videos from him and they work. They work. I've, I've done it. Uh, the other thing I would highly recommend is, so Mike mentioned two of the three things you got to square up. It's your table to your blade, 90. Um, what else did you say? Your fence, fence to, to your fence, fence to table and then your fence to your blade. Parallel. Because depending, depending on where you're at and, uh, so this is Alex's family's company, Carter Guides. They actually make it's a magnet that sticks to your blade, and it and it just kind of sits on the blade, and you square up your fence to it. What a lot of these bandsaws have, depending on how you set your blade, your blade could actually be a little off and not parallel. Even if your fence is parallel with the track that's running in your bandsaw, it may not be parallel with the blade. So what you can do is get a nice mat if you have a decent sized magnet in the shop, throw it on the blade. Take a combination square, just take the just a rulers out, or just a ruler out, and stick it onto the blade and let it just kind of level out. 
and then bring your fence up against that and square to that. Mm. That's that was my issue on my bandsaw where I was resawing and it kept drifting to the right and it turned out that my fence that I was setting up that I was keeping along the track that was there was actually off. I just and learned my blade something. was running a little a little off. So they make these little cool magnetic things. Uh, you know, what? I'll link it in the show notes. I'll give them a shameless plug in there for Carter guides. Uh, they they work. They it's an actual thing. I didn't think that the blade could deviate that much, but it can. Uh, but that's my my little hot tip, Pete's hot tip. Dan, what do you got? <laughs> I don't have a big big fancy bandsaw yet, so I don't I don't know if I can add anything to this. My new bandsaw yeah. will land the day before I fly out to. Mike's house. So I'm so excited for you, dude. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Um I I have shared in this in my stories that I used to run a bandsaw for a furniture factory <laughs> back in ninety seven, ninety eight. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I know I know how to set up a bandsaw. I mean the company that I work for set it up, so I didn't have to worry about it. So I don't have a whole lot to add. Listen to these two yahoos. That's what I got. Perfect. Thank you so yeah. much. You're welcome. No, Ash, you're going to have a ton of fun with that thing. That thing's. I think he told me he got what is equivalent to a three horsepower bandsaw. Wow. Yeah. So we got nice. a big boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this next question is from a fella by the name of Jay the D from the Big IG. Oh, never heard of Hey guys, it's Josh the Dad. Yep, Josh the Dad, one of the Big IG, coming at you with this week's question about ceramics and pottery. <laughs> Just kidding, it's it's woodworking. But a couple weeks ago, I got rid of a workbench. It was kind of big, kind of bulky. And I wanted to kind of give myself a little bit more room and organize a little bit. So I went to Menards, got some hey cabinets, yo. put a frame, added some wheels, and threw on a countertop. And now I have a mobile workbench that, you know, I feel pretty good about because it, it doesn't wobble. And I just got to thinking, wow, building shop furniture. And how does that work when garage floors, even though they're perfectly flat and level, <laughs> yeah, whatever, how do you take care of that? Whether it's an outfeed table, assembly table, do you worry about just making each leg the same length, building a frame on the top, putting a frame on the bottom, making sure it's equal, distant, perpendicular to each other, blah, blah, blah. And then you know it's going to be level technically, or do you worry about it? mainly just being flat because when it sits on the garage floor it's not going to be perfectly level so do you have to add riser legs to it or do you not worry about it being level just maintaining the aspect of flatness so that's just kind of the weird things that roll around in my head hey have a great week talk to you later pete um so here's one thing you need to know about workbenches and outfit tables you don't need them to be level you need them to be flat uh, I'll never forget this. This it was this one episode of, uh, I'll, I'll plug them here. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this little, little startup podcast It's called wood talk. So Spagnol <sighs> talked about the, the newest place he moved into and how the floor actually started. There was two slabs and the slab started slipping. So over time it slipped like an inch and change. Good Lord. Really? And yeah, it like, it was bad. You have to like, I don't know if he re-leveled it or whatever, but it wasn't significant enough where it was impacting his work. But his whole thing was, as long as it's flat, as long as my outfit is flat and dead flat with the table saw, that's all I care about. And it's true. my The floors in my shop are atrocious, but my table saw to my outfit table are dead flat to each other. They're not level. 
if I put a ball on there, it'd just roll off the table, probably. Because the floors of my house are just awful. Um, it might the slab in my shop is literally cracked like a Y from like three like two corners and a wall. It just goes to the center and everything just kind of dips. But the center table is flat. That's all that really matters. If uh, I mean that's pretty much it. That's all I have. Dan. Yeah, hundred percent agree. The the floor in my garage, which is uh my shop, it's a two car garage. It's nowhere near flat. It's all over the place. You could either put leveling feet on it or do like I do and just like use wedges to level it out. But yes, flatness is paramount. That's what you want to do. Don't worry about anything else. You can you can you can yeah. level it out another way, but you need to get that flatness. What do you think, Mike? I mean, I can't elaborate on this anymore. Try. What matters is at the top that it's. We're paying so f- you. Flatness <laughs> is the essence of more. No, you gotta. Have, it just gotta be flat. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make a difference. You just gotta make it flat. I mean, my outfeed table happens to be level because I did put leveling like feet on it, but it ultimately doesn't matter. I made it level because it was an outfeed from my table saw, which my table saw happened. The table saw base on my saw stop. The bottom of it is not level, but because of the way it rests on the actual base, it perfectly sits level. So I had to level out my outfeed. However, my miter saw has a tilt to it, probably like two degrees, but across the reference point of the actual tabletop, it's perfectly flat. So it's a perfect reference point. It does its job. Leveling it doesn't add anything to me cutting a piece of wood in half. So I have nothing to add to it other than what I just added to it, which was amazing. So uh, (laughs) this next question is from uh, Sean with Wood with Marks. Good evening, gentlemen. My name is Sean, made with Marks on Instagram, formerly known as the Wood Wonder. But that was much more a question with my skill level than it was – you know, a statement. So I changed it. Anyway, uh, I got a question about gardening. Uh, so I got a buddy. He just actually released his first commercially available beer. It's a really good one. Um, and I wanted to commemorate it for him by building him something. I was thinking cornhole boards. Um, and I was going to put his logo on the face of it there. Uh, I guess my problem is his logo is extremely extravagant and I'm not really sure how to replicate it once, let alone do it twice and make it look exactly the same i was thinking vinyl i was thinking you know trying to figure out a way to stencil it on there and paint it um but i kind of wanted your input what, what do you think is the best way uh to go about getting a logo on a board um and preferably the cheapest way as well uh thanks again guys i appreciate the podcast appreciate everything you do uh have a good one dan um i think I- I think vinyl, vinyl like sticker would be your, your cheapest and easiest route. Like someplace like sticker beat. I know other places do it, but I think that that'd be your easiest bet. I, I don't think it's that expensive to get like a vinyl, like slap on logo. I don't, I don't know the term. No, that's what they're called in the catalog. Vinyl, vinyl slap, slap on, on logo. logos. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you could get like a like a spray to like adhere it, and then like put a finish over it, and it would be like perfect. What do you think, Pete? 
Um, go on Facebook.com and find Shapoko or CNC groups, just US groups, and you can actually see local posts from them. The other thing you can do is go into your marketplace and just search CNC or vinyl, and you will find people offering their services locally if you want to do that. So Dan's choice is great. You can go through a company, like you can get it done easily, but if you just need two of them cut, maybe you don't want to spend a whole ton. Maybe you got, you know, a young, dumb Pete with a CNC that just willing to just give free work away, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah? You want a, logo, a giant logo on this piece of wood? I don't well, know, $10? Whatever. Come over $10. drink my beer, too. No, it wasn't that cheap, but, like... <laughs> Basically, you know, people, especially people starting out, they want to they want to get stuff. They want to practice. They want to do stuff. If you're sending them a logo and they can just cut, cut it out and can practice doing it and offer you a service locally, that's a good way to do it. Because keep in mind, you don't always need to go through a big company. I recommend it. It's great. But you can get a lot of really good experiences from startups guys that are just starting out in their shop or doing out on their side and if they have a cricket machine guess what you're set that's all that's all they need they put the picture in their cricket and it cuts it all out or they put that piece of wood in their cnc and it cuts it all out and you need fairly minimal experience for that so uh search your local marketplace uh mike what do you think um, yeah, I mean, the only way you're going to perfectly reproduce it is through digital means, through some yeah. sort of digital production. I mean, you're going to have to, I mean, I guess it's not true. Technically, you can do it by hand, but why? Scroll saw? I mean, yeah, I mean, it just, it just doesn't, I mean, if you want to do that, then do it. Uh, you're probably not going to have an exact replica on both sides. Yeah. But you can uh, brag about it being handmade. Right, you can be like a tan maid. Yeah, so I don't know that. Um, I think your only real option is to go to some sort of digital manufacturing um, if you really want it to be perfect. So, and that's not going to be free, but it's not going to be like crazy expensive. So, yeah. um, just depends on how much money you want to put in on this thing. Um, I, you just for me, it's always like time too. Like just because you didn't pay someone to do it doesn't mean it was cheaper. <laughs> like if you do something by hand and it took you 12 hours to make something that was going to, you're going to pay a guy 110 bucks or 125 bucks and he saved you 12 hours. That's an insane savings. Like how much value does your time have? So yep, yep, you really yep. need to think about those things a lot. It's just, it's really important. Like um, for me right now, I couldn't even imagine spending 12 hours on something like that. It, that's how long yep. it would take. Like realistically, it's just yep. not an option. I just have too many things going on. So um, and you may now, not, which is dope. Like that'd be really nice. Granted, if, like, yeah, they might have the time to. Yeah, if you have the time and you like want to do it, it, then just like freaking do it, man. But it, for me, it's just like not a chance. Like I don't have that kind of time. So, uh, and that's not a flex. That's like, how did I get in this situation? Kind of a thing. Like, yeah, seriously, send help. Uh, but anyway, it's like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, seriously. I mean, it just you got to think about way the pros and the cons and what's most applicable to your life and what you're going for so um i think that's our show what what that's the last question yeah i was just so. getting comfortable oh <laughs> put your pants back on um yeah no that's the show do you pete we didn't decide who's gonna do the outro this week is it gonna be you debs i call you go okay
Thanks for watching our show, guys. Oh, this has God. been great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that not fire? Uh, that was not fire. No, but a huge <laughs> shout out to our sponsor this week, and that is the patrons. Thank Ooh. you so much to our, all of our patrons. You guys have been amazing. You've been supporting us, and we want to continue to bring you amazing content. And to yep. continue doing that, make sure to subscribe on patreon.com slash podcast or support us individually on Instagram, YouTube, or uh, Facebook, I guess, too. And No, TikTok. TikTok, uh, TikTok Facebook. Pinterest, I got a Pinterest page. Uh, yeah, got, no, yeah, I got a Pinterest page too now. Yeah, <laughs> and definitely, hey, check, uh, shameless plug, check me out on YouTube because those two already they have people following them. I really uh, need just like you just shameless, you guys to watch a few plug. more hours of view hours would be really helpful right now. <laughs> and yeah, go check out Mike. He's almost monetized. That'd be huge for him. Uh, and because here's the thing. The more this con- the more all of this is worth to us, the more we're able to put out content for it, the more we care about yep. it, the more we can bring to this community. And right. nothing brings more attention to our podcast than you guys sharing this podcast. Bring it up to your friends, your grandma, everyone. Your grandma's asleep, that's fine on the couch watching TV. Uh, cool. Just put on the podcast <laughs> in the background. We're going to get a listen. That's all that matters. And if you feel like it, please leave a um a review, a five-star review only system's still broken on either apple podcast or whatever podcast catcher you use and last but not least please uh i guess some, i had something else but i, I think that's all i have actually I don't know. <laughs> last, <laughs> but but not least, last but last not but least last but not least that was actually dan it i'm kidding five dollars <laughs> thank you send dan, dan five dollars yeah check us out on patreon leave a review share well, with a friend all our listeners that's, send that's me five bucks have. i'll have upwards of 35 dollars <laughs> yeah yeah and me We're and gonna mike get- are Obligated to send money too, so that's that's the ten dollars. We're gonna get Dan those math classes pretty soon. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We'll teach you metric. I guess that's. I guess that's it, huh? That's it. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you next week, and we're all gonna be together next time we're doing this thing. Oh my god, we need to talk about that. What? I'm not coming. After this outro. Oh. Bye. Bye. Love you long time. Love you long time. Hot pocket.